I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. Hey guys, welcome back to the Truth For Youth podcast with Micah Murphy. I am the host, I am Micah Murphy, and today is a very special day for me. It is May 19th, so I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but the recording of this and the release date will be May 19th, and May 19th is my anniversary. And not only is today just a regular wedding anniversary for me, today is the 20th Yes, two zero. That is hard for me to believe that I've been married for 20 years. Like, how is that even possible? There cannot have been that much time that has gone by since my wedding day. It, it's, it's crazy to think that 20 years has gone by since the day that I married Lois Ann. It, it's really, I'm having a hard time grasping that today. Uh, but it has been an amazing journey. And I'm going to kind of honor her and honor our Lord in today's podcast by kind of talking about that and talking about love. And if you saw the title, it's called Selfless Love. I believe that is one of the keys to having a successful relationship, to having a successful marriage, uh, is having that selfless love. And of course, we're going to tie that into the Bible because this is the truth. That is the biblical truth, not Micah Murphy's truth. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I'm thinking about my marriage, right? 20 years and, and obviously it's, it's not a perfect marriage in the sense that there's been no wrongs. There's been, you know, no disagreements or quarrels or anything like that. But I feel like it has been a very successful marriage. I feel like we've done a lot of good things. Of course, throughout our journey, there have been ups and downs. There's been sadness. There's been heartaches. There's been difficulties. There's been obstacles, but there's also been a lot of great things. There's been a lot of joys. There's been a lot of excitement. There's been a lot of happiness, a lot of peace, a lot of um, anticipation, and just planning and and preparing and and just doing life together for 20 years. It has been uh, amazing, and I, I really love to think back of all the different memories over those 20 years. It really has been been amazing. And so again, today, let's let's talk about that because I know it's not real common to have a 20-year marriage in today's society. And, you know, you listening to this podcast, perhaps your parents have been married well beyond 20 years. Perhaps you're in a broken home. Um, But regardless of your current situation, I'm sure that you desire to have a successful marriage one day. You desire to have successful relationships one day. Well, today I want to talk about that selfless love and how I believe that is one of the very, very key features in absolutely making a relationship work. Um, Of course, there's a lot of things, you know, if you want to look at the complexity of a relationship, there's so many things in in a... relationship and in a marriage there's communication there's trust there's common vision there's common goals there's common uh, world um, world views and, and belief systems and morals so there's a lot of things tied into relationships but I do believe that if you don't have some type of selfless love in there all those other things don't really matter because at some point, 
it's going to fade away. It's just not going to last without that. Now, what am I talking about when I say selfless love and, and what are some examples of that? Well, obviously, the word selfish is, is self-consuming, right? It's all about you. It's all about me. And if you are constantly being selfish in a relationship where it's all about you, it's how you can benefit, you can imagine that the other person in that relationship, again, whether it be marriage, it could even be a business relationship. Um, it could be a sporting relationship where it's a teammate. And if that person is always being selfish, it's going to wear on the other people involved, whether it be other teammates uh, or, you know, in case of a marriage, it's going to weigh on the marriage spouse. So how do you get around that? Um, because look, face it, we are selfish people by nature. You know, when we came out of the womb, we came out crying probably and hungry and whining and crying and wanting to be fed or wanting to be held or wanting to be, you know, warmth or something. We, we were immediately looking for our own needs to be met. And that's okay. That's the way God created us as, as babies. But as we get older, at some point, you've got to learn to be selfless at times. I mean, I'm not saying you completely disregard yourself and you constantly cater to other people. Okay. So that's the far extreme. But what I am saying is in order to make relationship work and in order to really be the follower of Christ that, that God wants us to be, there's got to be a big element of selflessness, right? And there comes the selfless love. So again, if we look at a relationship and one person in that relationship is constantly being selfish, constantly about me, it's about what I can benefit, you know, what, what is in this for me, that will last maybe a little bit, okay? You're getting your needs met, so of course it's working for you if you're the selfish person, but at some point that other person's going to get tired of constantly catering to you and constantly, you know, doing things for you, and they're never getting their own needs met. They're never getting to do maybe what they want or what they like or, you know, maybe their love language spoken to them, and that is going to drain a person. Okay, if you think about just like a pitcher of water, you know, a jug of water, if that jug continues to pour out and to pour out and to pour out into another cup or another jug or another container, at some point, the original container is going to go empty. Okay, if nothing is ever going back in, it is going to be empty at some point. And that's the way I feel like a relationship is when there's one person being completely selfish they're never giving back to the relationship. They're just taking, taking, taking. So they're constantly having things poured into their cup, but their spouse or their partner or their teammate, whoever we're talking about in the relationship, they've poured out everything they have. And guess what? At some point, they're going to be completely empty, completely dry. And at that point, they're, they're done. <laughs> they're either worthless, they're toast, they have nothing else left. And majority of the time, they're going to go somewhere else because they need to be refilled. They need someone to pour back into them. So they're going to go to somewhere else, you know, someone else. Maybe it's another team. Maybe it's another um, significant other because they need 
to be, again, they need to be getting something in return at some point. They can't constantly pour out, constantly pour out. So that's the case with when it's one-sided. Now, obviously, if two people are selfish, whew, <laughs> that is a ticking time bomb of a disaster. Two people that are constantly trying to get their own needs met, that will never last. It won't last very long at all, at all. All right, so that definitely doesn't work. But what about the other? What about when you have two people that are being completely selfless? That sounds kind of weird. Well, how can you both be selfless? You're both constantly trying to meet the needs of the other. Well, that's perfect because you're pouring out and you're receiving at the same time, right? So as much as you may be pouring out because you're being selfless, if your partner or your teammates, if they're doing the same thing and they're constantly helping and pouring out and looking after you as well and your needs, then it creates this cycle. It creates this cycle that can be repeated over and over and over. And it can technically last forever because you're pouring out. But guess what? Something is poured back in. So you're never being, you're never running dry. It's like this constant never-ending stream of, of water or a fountain that's constantly recycling the water. Have you ever seen a fountain, how it's, you know, the water shoots out of the top and comes down? Well, most of those have a pump that sucks it back through, and so it just keeps recycling over and over. Well, that's kind of what I think about when I'm thinking about this selfless love. It's like this constant recycling of this love, essentially, and of meeting needs and of, of caring for one another. Now, that seems real simple in one, one sense, okay? So if, if I'm just saying, okay, well, for me, Mike, I mean, this is really my opinion. If you want to have a successful relationship, if you want to have a successful marriage, be selfless. And hopefully you find someone that is the same, that is selfless, all right? That's the key to success. That's the key to marriage. Well, if we, if we, simpl if we simplify it a lot, then yes. Now, because I said it's simple, it's simple in theory, and it's simple to say it, and it's a simple strategy. What it becomes difficult is, is the execution. Can you implement this? That's where it gets hard. Just like I know I use a lot of health and, and dieting and you know, fitness because that's, that's part of my world, okay? So if I tell you if you want to lose weight, you simply have to consume less calories than you're burning on a daily basis. If you want to gain weight, you have to consume more calories on a daily basis than you are burning. That is simple, guys. That is easy, simple math. Simple. But is it, is it difficult to execute? 100%. 100% it is difficult. That's why the majority of people are not healthy. The majority of people are not probably their ideal weight because it's hard to execute. Why is it hard? Because it takes a lot of self-discipline. Well, guess what? Selfless love takes a lot of self-discipline. It's not easy. Again, we are selfish. We want to do what we want, right? If it's a television show on, and that's the show that you want to watch, or that's a movie that you want to watch, well, that's what you want to watch. 
But if your partner, your significant other, maybe they want to watch something else. Well, you could get into a disagreement. You could argue. But someone's going to lose in that case, essentially, right? You can't, well, I mean, I, I guess you could try to meet middle ground and, and maybe, you know, put either two TVs in the room or one person go to one room, one person go to the other. But, but really and truly, someone's going to technically lose in that scenario. Someone's got to give in. But here's the thing. If you give in, then maybe the next time the other person says, you know what, we watched the movie that I want to watch. Now, well, let's watch a movie that you want to watch, or let's watch a show that you want to watch. All right, that's the give and take relationship. But at some point, there has to be that self-discipline. There has to be that self-sacrifice in order to make it work. Guys, I wish I could tell you I'm an expert that I haven't nailed down, but I would be lying through my teeth, and my wife would definitely tell you otherwise. It is a work in progress. Guys, it's, it's a constant work in progress. You constantly have to remind yourself, you know what? No, I don't want to go do this. I don't want to go to this, this event. Or no, I don't want to go watch this show. Or no, I don't want to do this. But if it's important to my spouse, then maybe I need to do that, right? Maybe I need to self-sacrifice because I need to meet their need. And vice versa. At some point, they will do the same to you if that relationship is the way it's supposed to be. So then when you want your significant other to go to a, an event with you or to watch a movie with you or, or whatever that is, then they'll probably do the same. If you are doing that for them, again, if you're just always taking, 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 you know, at some point that's going to get old. But that give and receive, that selfless love. Telling you guys, that is such a crucial thing to grasp. Easy concept, very, very difficult to execute on. Now, where do we get this? I mean, is this just something that I pulled out of my hat? Is this something I learned from, you know, a marriage seminar? I found it in the Bible. I mean, Jesus is our living example of how we should live our life. That's it. If we're going to be a Christian, if we're going to be a follower of Christ, we look to the Bible and we see what did Jesus do? How did he live his life? How did he treat other people? How did he love other people? How did he serve other people? What was his life's mission? That's where we go. We go to the Bible. We read. We understand. We pray. We ask God to give us wisdom and discernment and help and strength and help us to love like he loved us. There's a lot of great passages on love, and I know I've already talked about love. I, I talked about love in podcast episode 48, but that was more about the love of infatuation, like how do you know you're dating the right person. So if you want to hear more about that type of love and you haven't listened to that, go back to episode 48. Give that one a listen. That's kind of like, you know, is this the right person I'm supposed to, to continue to date or possibly marry one day because there's that infatuation. All right, well, the love that we're talking about today, this selfless love, this is like level two or level three. This is, this is the next level of love. Like, this is beyond that infatuation. This is not how to get into the relationship, into the right relationship, but how to keep the right relationship and how to make it last, how to get to that next level. Again, maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's even a teammate. Maybe it's a business partnership. Maybe it's, you know, marriage. Hopefully, everybody applies this to your marriage one day. 
All right, so let's look at the Bible. Let's see what does the Bible say in regards to this love. Well, there's a very popular, famous passage, however you want to say it, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. It talks about love, and I think probably you hear this in every single wedding. I actually just performed a wedding Monday night, and sure enough, this was one of the passages that, that we used. Um, but it's a great passage. It, t- it describes love, so let's, let's look at it. Love is very patient and kind. It's never jealous. It's never envious. It's never boastful or proud. Never haughty or selfish. Hmm, Selfish. It's never rude. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly ever notice when others do it wrong. It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. If you love someone, you will be loyal to him, no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him, always expect the best of him, and always stand your ground in defending him. All the special gifts and powers from God will someday come to an end, but love goes on forever. That is a great version. That, that's the Living Bible translation. I really like that. Again, I know it talked about him. Just flip that to her, um, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, needing to. So always expect the best of her. Always stand your ground in defending her. Okay, so you can flip that around. But it talks about a selfless love. Selfless love. It talks about being patient, right? If we're selfish, we're impatient, right? When we really want that item, you know, and that prime one day or two day shipping is running a little late, we're a little irritated, right? Because we're selfish, we want that. But if we're selfless, that's being patient. It's waiting, it's being kind, it's not being jealous, it's not being envious, not being boastful or proud. No, it says it's never being selfish, right? All these things that it describes love is a selfless love. It's, it's caring more about that other individual than it is about yourself. It's setting aside your selfish desires and your wants so that you're meeting the needs of someone else. That's what love is. That's the love that God tells us about. And not only does God tell us about that, guess what? He demonstrated that for us. Romans 5, 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while what? While we were still sinners. So God is showing us a selfless love. He says, you know what? You guys don't deserve this love. You're still sinful. You know, you haven't done anything to deserve this, but I love you enough that I'm going to send my son to die for you. And Jesus says, I love you enough that I'm willing to go through humiliation and torment and pain and and agony. And I'm going to die because I love you. That is a selfless love, right? Selfish love is like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do all that. No, you don't deserve that. You haven't done anything for me. He's being selfless. He says, while we were still sinners, Not when we repented and we loved him back, but while we were still sinners, while we were still rebellious, Christ died for us. 
That is the example of love. That's how God showed his love. So God doesn't just speak it. God demonstrates it. Jesus demonstrated it for us. And then another great passage is John chapter 15, 13. The greatest love that you can have for your friends is to give your life for them. The greatest love that you can have for your friends is to give your life for them. That's a selfless love. It says if you really want to love your, your friend, your neighbor, the greatest love that you can give for them is you give your life for them, like you sacrifice. That, is, that has to be a selfless love, right? If we're selfish, we're, we're, again, we're looking after our own needs. We're definitely not going to die for our friends. But it says that's the greatest love is laying down your life. That's the example. And again, we got that example through Jesus. Jesus laid down his life for us. We get the example. Guys, I want you to have successful relationships one day. I want that so bad for you. But it's work. It's hard work. And it's not just a one and done. I wish, you know, you make that commitment and then it's all over. You know, like that's, that's it. It's almost like you, you sign a contract and it's done. It's a done deal. You know, I was thinking about that again, the wedding on Monday night that I was, you know, performing. It was like we're reciting vows and, and you just, you never know how the future is going to end for someone. But they're so sincere, right? They, the look in their eyes and that love and that passion and, and they recite those vows and it's, you know, till death do us part and, you know, we'll love you and, in sickness and in health, and, you know, they go on and on, and it's about a selfless love. And those vows are about a selfless love, commitment. But so many people make those vows, those vows, and then they break them, or they don't mean anything after a few years. They fall out of love. But they meant them when they said it. It's easy to say the words. It's simple. But it's hard to execute. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of self-discipline. It's a lot of self-sacrifice. You know, you have to constantly sacrifice self for the benefit of the relationship. And some people get tired of doing that and they become selfish. They begin to look after their own. Oh, I deserve, I deserve more. I deserve this, whatever. They begin to hear lies of the world and they, they let Satan creep in and, and maybe cause friction or some kind of separation in there. It's tough. It's tough. And without Christ, I honestly don't know how marriages make it. I mean, even, even Christian marriages are the right, it's still the same as the world, you know. So, uh, but I don't even, uh, again, I can't fathom um, how relationships work without Christ. I think that's obviously the biggest key for me and the success in, in our marriage is having Christ at the center. You know, look, I make mistakes. Um, Lois Ann makes mistakes, but, you know, in the end, we, we come back to staying focused on Jesus and, and kind of our common goal and common love and, and learning to be selfless and continuing to try to practice that. And so, guys, that's what I want for you. And um, it's hard work. It's discipline. It's a commitment. It's persevering just like our Christian faith is perseverance. So guys, know that before you get into a relationship. It's going to be hard work. It's not going to be easy. Um, 
all those love, ooey-gooey feelings in the beginning, you know, they're going to fade a little bit. And then the selfless love has got to kick in to make things work in the long run. But it's possible, but you do need Jesus on your side. You need the strength of God to help you through it all. Guys, I love you. Thank you. And we'll catch you guys in the next podcast. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no.